outside And I'm feeling like stripes They hitting on me and my homie Cause our minds not enlightened They mad cause we just got the passion Never slacking or lagging The funny thing is step up to us You know we bout that action But look Welcome back to the Savant Podcast. Here at the Savant Podcast, we fulfill your pop culture needs every week, including artist interviews, sports talk, streaming talk, album song reviews, and video games. And today we are back talking NFL. The NFL season, uh, 2023 and 24 season is upon us. Uh, preseason starts on August 10th, and there's uh, three games for each team. And then the season opener, the Lions vs. Chiefs, the Thursday night game, is on September 7th. So we're nearing, you know, this NFL season. Uh, definitely besides, you know, music, NFL is definitely the most popular topic we've, you know, talked on the podcast. You know, we've had, I want to say 20 episodes or something like that where it's just strictly NFL. Obviously, we in the early days, we kind of did multiple sports back and forth. But I think it was around like episode 18, we switched to doing weekly uh, shows for the NFL but I'm Sykes Savant. Issue, how are you doing? How are you, are you excited to talk NFL once again? Yeah, definitely excited to get back into the NFL groove because the NFL season is upon us. We got so many things to cover here, man, and just like just so many teams to really break down because I think this upcoming NFL season is going to be one to remember, definitely. It's just a lot, lot to unpack, so I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, so we're going to start off with some off-season news. Obviously, the last episode we talked about NFL was the draft preview, and we talked all the free agent signing trades that went down in that episode, so make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, I'll definitely post that once we get these episodes out. But uh, yeah, exciting stuff to get into. July 17th was the franchise tag deadline, and for those who don't know what the franchise tag is, so if you haven't negotiated a contract with your players you have an opportunity to apply a one-year franchise tag to them and it basically how they calculate the amount of money they get is basically the average of what each position gets but uh, yeah only a few contracts I mean one in particular that got signed before the deadline uh, was Evan Ingram signing a three-year 41.25 million dollar contract with the Jags Uh, he's coming off a career year Obviously, former Giant player, you know, definitely didn't live up to expectations. But this year with Trevor Lawrence, I think, yeah, the last eight games of the season, he was, yeah, top three tight end option in fantasy. We're going to have a fantasy episode coming out around the same time this episode comes out. So make sure you check that out. We'll be talking about him in that. But other than that, uh, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs all failed to reach deals before the deadline. And essentially the deadline... Uh, means that you can't sign any players to multi-year contracts. As we'll get to uh, Saquon, he ended up signing a one-year deal. I mean, I'm not too sure why this is the date for the deadline. I guess, you know, it's training camp is I guess basically underway at this point. And then obviously August 10th, uh, preseason starts. So less than a month before, you know, games start going on. 
Pollard, uh, Tony Pollard of the Cowboys, he agreed to the tag, which is a $10.1 million franchise tag for running backs. Uh, but Josh Jacobs still hasn't. So there's obviously rumors he might hold out. I mean, I can't imagine the Raiders would let him hold out, you know, especially with, you know, Jimmy G coming into his first year as the Raiders quarterback. And Jacobs was their MVP last year. Like, they definitely need him. And as for Saquon, I mentioned that he did end up signing a deal as there were rumors that he would hold out. But on July 25th last week, uh, the two sides finally came to an agreement, although not a long-term deal, as you can't sign long-term deals after July 17th, like I said. Uh, Barkley and the Giants agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $11 million, uh, with the opportunity for an increase in his franchise tag value uh, for 2024. I'll get issues thoughts on that in a bit, but... Uh, even bigger news in the QB market, per se, as Justin Herbert signed a five-year, $262 million contract with the Los Angeles Chargers, including a $16 million signing bonus, $218 million guaranteed, and an average salary of $52.5 million. He's now the highest-paid quarterback in the league. But before uh, I also get issues thoughts on Justin Herbert, obviously you're a Giants fan, what are your thoughts on them finally getting the deal done with Saquon. I think for weeks there was rumors that he was was going to hold out for sure. And that would be bad for Giants fans after, you know, the big year that they had last year, beating you know the Vikings in the playoffs and really exceeding expectations. Daniel Jones coming to his own. But what is your thoughts on them, you know, getting a deal done? He's good for the year. Yeah, it's, it's definitely good to get a deal uh, done for Saquon Barkley and have him back because, you know, um, as a Giants fan, we've been having a lot of ups and downs, and the lows were definitely low. So uh, after the previous season we had with Daniel Jones really coming into his own, and, you know, I gave him a lot of Giants fans, gave him a hard time um, his first few years in the league. But it was an adjustment period. Last year, he surprised me. Saquon had an amazing year as well. And it's just exciting to really see where this team is going to go from here. And I'm excited to see what they do. And yeah, it was just good to get him back for the year, and hopefully we could, you know, increase his tag value and Saquon could get the bag and continue to be one of the best uh, running backs in the league, man. At his best, he's essentially, he's top five. And you, could, you could make the argument that he could even be in a one spot. Um, so, and, and last year proved that he, you know, he could do some amazing things. So I'm, I'm happy about the deal, yeah. Yeah, definitely excited uh, for Saquon. You know, you know, prayers up that he stays healthy because I think the reason... For them not, you know, agreeing to a long-term contract is, you know, the fact that he has had some health problems in the past. But, I mean, if he stays healthy and they don't want to give him a deal and they just want to, you know, throw the franchise tag, I think it will be somewhere between 12 and $14 million for next year. Yeah, if he's healthy and, you know, they make the playoffs again, you have to give him the long-term contract. You know, he's a key member of this team. I mean, we've seen what the Giants are without Saquon Barkley, you know, in, in years past, being, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. And obviously, Daniel Jones has improved since then. But one could point out that Barkley being healthy next year really helped, you know, Daniel Jones. But as for the Justin Herbert news, uh, what is your thoughts on that? You know, it's kind of hard to argue, you know, is he worth, you know, the highest paid quarterback in the league? Although for projections sake, you know, one could say in, you know, a few years he could, you know, pass Mahomes, pass Burrow, you know, some say he's, he's already better than Allen, 
But what is your thoughts on him signing this deal? As you know, I should point out that I think the fifth highest quarterback is paid quarterback is Kyler Murray. I mean, I, I assume Cardinals fans are definitely and the management are certainly regretting that. We'll see what happens when with him when he comes back from injury and what they can do. I do think they'll be in the basement of their division and of the NFC. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Justin Herbert uh, signing the record contract? I could see why many uh, many NFL fans and many people may be hesitant about the deal, considering the amount of, uh, of money he's getting would be like on par with some of the premier quarterbacks in the league. But I do think that Justin Herbert is going to have a, a, a pretty good uh, year this year. I think he's going to have a leap year this year as well. He's one of those players that I'll definitely be looking at throughout the season that I think is going to make some some big strides. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. In a few years, he will definitely be on par with the Mahomes and the Burrows of the league. And I think that the Chargers are locked in on him with this contract. And I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be exciting to see what Justin Herbert does this year. Yeah, and I could even see him popping into MV conversation uh, this year. When we'll get to predictions. I don't. He's not my prediction you know, for the MVP. Uh, but just with the talent that he has around him, you know, we'll get to in the fantasy talk, one of the wide receivers that they drafted as, you know, they could have three, you know, premium wide receivers essentially now. I mean, Keenan Allen is, I mean, definitely at the tail end of his career, but is still, you know, above average wide receiver. And Mike Williams obviously having the big year. But let's get into our season preview predictions. Uh, so we're going to start off with our top 10 teams. And I wouldn't say this is necessarily what we think the top 10 records are going to be. But on paper, you know, because, yeah, a lot of times, like, you know, teams will be in a hard division as we'll get to some of these divisions. Ridiculously stacked, you know. I'm excited for this year, but there's a lot of teams that are going to be upset and fans as well. But Ishu, why don't you start with your top 10? Uh, you don't have to go into too detail for each of the teams. But, yeah, just maybe maybe, maybe some of the reasons uh, why you chose to have some teams higher than others. I think I'm gonna go from from ten to one. At ten, I got the uh, the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are gonna um, do some some amazing things. Trevor Lawrence is gonna have a. I think his yard yardage his yards are, is definitely gonna increase. Um, they got some some new weapons that they at their disposal. Evan Ingram. I think I think the Jaguars are gonna do some some good things this season. Nine, I got the Cowboys. Eight, I got the Chargers. So just basically everything I said about Justin Herbert and those weapons that he has at his disposal is going to be an amazing year for the Chargers. Seven, I put the 49ers. I think they could even be higher on my list. Could even put them at the sixth spot, but I put them at the seventh spot. I think uh, Christian McCaffrey could potentially be Offensive Player of the Year. I think the um, 49ers are going to um, surprise some surprises too. They got a lot of weapons as well, and I'm excited to see the quarterback situation as well. At six, I got the Dolphins. Pretty much everything relies on Tua and his health and where he goes, the team goes, basically. Five, I got the Jets. I think they're going to surprise us as well. Aaron Rodgers looks happy on New He looks happy in New York. A fresh start for him. And I'm excited to see um, what, what the Jets could do. Four, I put the Ravens. Lamar just signed um, that uh, huge contract, returning to the Baltimore Ravens. I remember we um, last few NFL episodes we talked about him like potentially signing with the Atlanta Falcons and I think that would have been cool but um you know he came back to the Ravens so I think he's going to be ready to play happy to be back in Baltimore and I'm excited to see what Lamar Jackson does I hope he has a amazing year three I got the Chiefs the uh, winners of the Super Bowl they could they could even be my number one spot yeah great amazing team Patrick Mahomes probably top he's definitely in the top 
seven conversation for some of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Amazing arm, the amazing weapons at his disposal. I'm excited to see what the Chiefs do as well because um they're one of the teams that I always always excited to see win, even when they played my uh, uh Bills or or like my favorite team, the Giants or the Bills, who I like to root for because of Josh Allen as well. Who that's at my number two spot. I think um Josh Allen m- might be MVP this year. I think he's gonna have an amazing year, and I want to see the Bills. I want to see the Bills in the Super Bowl this year. It's time. It's been too many years where we lost in the playoffs. It's time for the Bills to 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 go to the Super Bowl. I want to see the Bills make it. And at number one, I put the Eagles because I think the Eagles are definitely gonna um have something to prove this year, and they're gonna be coming back for the glory. And Jalen Hurts is one of my uh, favorite quarterbacks in the league right now and I just love watching him play man and I remember watching the Super Bowl and just seeing him do some like amazing stuff and I don't know the Eagles I'm I'm excited to see what they do and yeah those are my top 10 teams I'm passing to you Stikes all right so for my top 10 teams I'm gonna go 10 through 1 uh, just like issue uh, so 10 I got the Jags yeah I think they're gonna make big leaps this year you know obviously they made the playoffs you know last year but just with how I mean, I think they're in the worst division, arguably in the NFL, and I think they'll run away with this division. But, you know, nonetheless, even though they're going to be the division winners, I still think that they could potentially win a few games uh, in the playoffs. You know, we'll see how Calvin Ridley fits into that offense. They obviously have a lot of weapons. Obviously talked about Evan Ingram. And, yeah, that defense was, you know, better than expected last year. You know, obviously we can talk about Trevor Lawrence having those comeback games, big fourth quarter drives, but, you know, it was also the defense that, you know, helped him, you know, stay in those games and be able to finish it off in the fourth quarter. Uh, Nine, I got the Chargers. So, you know, the last few years, the Chargers, pretty much through, I guess, halfway through the season, they've been challenging for the division title with the Chiefs. I do think it will be close again this year, but yeah, I just, I'm, I don't have enough faith to say Chargers over Chiefs this year. Even if, like, you know, the Chiefs were the wild card and Chargers won the division, I'd still, you know, pick the Chiefs in the playoffs. I mean, most people should know that you can't bet against Mahomes in the playoffs. Obviously, the one year against Burrow uh, was was the difference. But uh, so eight, I got the Cowboys. They're the one team I think could definitely fall out of this. You know, they're in a tough division, you know, one of the toughest divisions. Obviously, you know, there's questions about Dak. Can he really elevate his game? But I do think, you know, adding Brandon Cooks, I think that was a big, big addition and allowing C.D. Lamb to, you know, play more in the slot and really take advantage of, you know, the people that are covering him. Uh, I think that was a big move. And then obviously, you know, Tony Pollard, you know, signed the franchise tag, like we said, and they still have a good, pretty decent offensive line. Obviously, it's not as, you know, premium as when Zeke, you know, came into the league and it was, you know, the best offense in the line. But my one question is obviously, you know, the coaching staff, they lost their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. And ever since Mike McCarthy's been there, uh, there's been questions about, you know, whether he's still fit to, uh, you know, lead an elite team in the NFL. But that defense is, is certainly elite. Micah Parsons, I think he'll be in the running for defensive player of the year. We'll get to those predictions later. Uh, but seven, I got the Dolphins. And... Yeah, I think the Dolphins certainly could be higher on this list. I've heard very good things about defense. Vic Fangio, he was the former uh, Broncos head coach, but he's a longtime you know, defensive coordinator. There's all these reports that this defense is, is going to be elite. And obviously, you know, the offense 
before Tua got injured, was one of the best in the league. I think there are questions about whether the rest of the league, you know, with all the film that they've been able to watch throughout the year, you know, they'll be able to take things, you know, from that offense and apply it to their own game as, you know, a lot of these games they're going to have to win by a shootout. But who knows? Maybe this defense can really, you know, help Tua out. And then obviously the injury problems Tua has had, obviously those still hold over and probably will hold over, you know, every year until he, you know, pulls off a few years where he's completely healthy. Uh, Six, I got the Jets. So I've seen a lot of predictions that insiders think the Jets won't make the playoffs. You know, they're obviously in a hard division uh, with the Bills, Dolphins, and, you know, the Patriots. I mean, although I don't think the Patriots are going to be a threat. But the, you know, the way the Jets defense was last year, top five defense, and was in so many games where Zach Wilson or, you know, Mike White obviously played well here and there, but you know, the quarterback play was just not there. And they were still in a lot of these games just because of how elite that defense was. And, you know, they haven't lost anyone on that defense. Obviously, Sauce Gardner, defensive player, uh, rookie, defensive rookie of the year. And then they have the offensive rookie of the year um, in Garrett Wilson. And, you know, obviously, there's questions about Aaron Rodgers, you know, the aggression from last year. But one could say, like, the offense that they have is far, far better than, you know, what he had in... Uh, Green Bay, although, you know, one could say that the system that he had, you know, allowed him to succeed um, those last, you know, those two MVP years specifically. Yeah, I'm not so confident in maybe I guess the offensive coordinator or offense, you know, from the Jets. But, you know, this is Aaron Rodgers, one of the most talented, gifted quarterbacks of all time. And he has, you know, some elite receivers, you know, at his disposal. And there's the rumors that Dalvin Cook might go there, which, I mean, I can't really understand with, you know, Brees Hall and then, you know, they got Michael Carter too, who stepped up when Brees Hall went down. I mean, obviously, yeah, if they add Cook, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat this team if the defense can stay elite like last year. Uh, So number five, I got the Bills. Yeah, like Ishu said, I think every year we've done the podcast and we do preseason. You know, I'm a Bills, Bills fan as well. I wouldn't say they're my favorite team, but I'm, yeah, Josh Allen fan. And we, we, both of us have had hopes that they'd be Super Bowl favorites each year. And yeah, the reason why I have them at number five, I just don't think that they did enough to get better. Like, you know, almost seems like Josh Allen has to be perfect for them to be a Super Bowl contender. And, you know, so far in the playoffs, other than, you know, the one big uh, Chiefs game where they were, you know, going back and forth, he hasn't really been perfect in the playoffs so far and even in the later ends of the season throwing a lot of interceptions obviously he had the elbow injury injury last year so that affected uh, them quite a bit and you know they added Damian Harris he had 15 touchdowns last year or two years ago I should say for the Patriots so if he could replicate that and then they obviously have Dalvin Cook's brother Jared Cook so yeah the run game and that's always I think yeah Devin Singletary like he was good you know in terms of like yards per attempt but yeah, they just didn't give the ball and maybe they just didn't trust, you know, Singletary and Cook enough with the big arm that they have. But I think they're going to have to lean on that if they want to compete with the, you know, four teams that I have ahead of them. Uh, number four being the 49ers. Them and the Eagles arguably have the best roster in the NFL. And even when guys go down for the 49ers, which happens quite a bit on the offense and defense, they always have someone to step up and kind of shine. Yeah, their personnel selection other than the Eagles, I think is the best in the NFL. Obviously, there's some, you know, 
quarterback controversy, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, obviously got injured in that Eagles AFC champion or NFC championship game. So we'll see what happens. But he was undefeated up until NFC championship. But, you know, there's reports now that Sam Darnold's the number two, Trey Lance is the number three. So I think those are the biggest question marks and the fact that Greg Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel have all had injury issues. And, you know, I don't want to single out Jimmy G, but, you know, he obviously was injured a lot, but he's not the only 49ers cornerback who's been injured in the Shanahan era. So they might have an issue there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But number three, like I said, I have the Eagles and, you know, issue had them at number one. I would have them much higher than this. Because, you know, they improved on, you know, one of the best rosters in the NFL. I mean, that defensive line, obviously we talked about in the the Super Bowl episode, is elite. And, you know, they added two of the best prospects, you know, in this draft as well. But they do have the hardest schedule in the NFL. And I do believe Jalen Hurts can replicate his season and be in, you know, MVP conversation. But just with that hard division, it's hard for me to put them above uh, the top two teams that I have here. Number two being the Bengals. So the Bengals, obviously, yeah, hard division as well. I mean, I should say maybe this is the hardest division. You know, the Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. But just all the talk through the offseason, you know, with his wide receivers coming out saying he's the best quarterback in the league. Obviously, there's some injury scare with his calf. And, I mean, if he's not healthy to start the year, I definitely bring them farther down on this list. And maybe even bring the Ravens into the top 10. Uh, I do think they could be a sleeper team this year. But I just think like this is the year for Joe Burrow in the regular season to really show that you know he's a top three quarterback in this league. Obviously, we've seen that in the playoffs, but I'm talking regular season because there's been games where I think, yeah, even there was a game against the Jags where they won you know by a field goal, but it was you know back and forth. He doesn't make the mistakes Josh Allen makes per se, but I have seen in the regular season here and there him make these mistakes. Obviously, Jamar Chase wasn't healthy the whole year. But yeah, that wide receiver core. And then, you know, obviously, you know, the running backs that they got. Yeah, tight end. I think Hayden Hurst. I don't know if they've updated that. I do think defense wise, I mean, they've had a pretty strong defense the last few years. But yeah, I think this year the defense could drop off a bit. I think the offense is going to be top five elite offense in this league. So it should help them. Uh, stay at the top and then number one I got the Chiefs you know obviously Super Bowl champs you know everyone's saying this is you know the start of the dynasty obviously they won a few years back as well but I do think you know in years past uh, like I said they've been challenging you know with the Chargers essentially halfway through the season I think yeah the last few years the first six games they're not in the division lead I do think this year they're going to come out strong they start week one against the Lions like I said at the beginning and yeah, Eric Behemi, their offensive corner leaving, that could could affect them. But I do think Mahomes is super motivated to come out there and produce a hell of a year for the Chiefs. Uh, but that wraps up our top 10 teams prediction. Uh, now we're going to get to the top eight bottom feeders. So last in each division uh, predictions. Uh, so issue, I'm going to pass it off to you. Uh, who do you have as the worst team in each division? in the AFC and NFC. Okay, yeah, I'll start with the NFC. So for the NFC West, I got the Arizona Cardinals. Basically, you know, everything we said about Kyle and Murray, and I just think it's going to be tough for them to compete in their respective division. For the NFC North, I'm sorry, I got the Chicago Bears. I think that it could swap between them and the Packers. 
but I think considering that the Bears have an easier schedule, I think they'll definitely take advantage of that. For the NFC South, uh, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's another division that I, I don't think they'll really be able to compete with. Um, they don't have Tom Brady anymore, so they're expected to be the worst team. In the NFC East, I got the Commanders. And for the AFC South, I got the Texans. I think, um, you know, a young team, um, not expected to do much. For the AFC North, I have the Steelers. For the AFC West, I have the Raiders. And for the AFC East, I have the Patriots. Okay, and then for me, uh, so starting with the NFC, so NFC West, I got the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's a chance that they're a bottom three team in the NFL. Uh, who knows when Kyler Murray's going to come back. And the head coach that they hired, can't remember his name, but he was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. And yeah, they had one of the best defenses in the league, but he got exposed in that Super Bowl by you know the Chiefs and... I mean, the Chiefs kind of learned to expose everyone's defense, so that could be a telling tale, but I do think they have one of the worst rosters in the league, so they'll definitely be at the bottom. NFC North, yeah, it could be Packers or Bears, but I'm going to go with Packers. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not, not sold on Jordan Love. And the Bears, yeah, like as you said, they have an easier schedule. I do think, yeah, and there were so many close games that they lost last year, and you know they have made improvements. They got DJ Moore coming in. So more options for Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm not sold that I think he'll make this big leap, um, but I do think we'll see some improvements, especially in his passing game. And then for the NFC South, I got the Bucks. Uh, yeah, similar to as you said, I think. Yeah, I, I can't see them finishing above the Saints, Falcons, or the Panthers. But I do think you know a lot of people think they're going to go like one in sixteen or zero in seventeen. I do think Baker or Kyle Trask, whoever they decide to go with quarterback, will be able to steal some games just based on that wide receiver core that they still have. You know, they still have Mike Evans. He's going for the record seasons in a row with 1,000 yards, uh, reception yards. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And then the NFC East, I got the Commanders, just like issue. I think they'll win some games. I do like Sam Howell in the game, one or two games that he played at the end of the year. He definitely showed improvement over, you know, Tyler Henneke and even Carson Wentz. But yeah, you know, they got the Cowboys, Eagles, and the Giants in that division. So, um, but I do think they could pull off some upset wins uh, for sure, you know, throughout the year. Like I said, Eric Biemi uh, moving from Kansas City to be the offensive coordinator um, with the Commanders. Um, But now in the AFC, so AFC South, I got the Texans. Yeah, it could be them or the Colts, certainly. I think Texans definitely have a better defense as we saw last year. They were in some close games, and their head coach was the, or their new head coach was the uh, San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, uh, DeMarco Ryan or D'Amico Ryan. So I, I, I do like him. I think it was one of the best head coach signings, and obviously they have CJ Stroud coming in, and they brought in Will Anderson too. So yeah, I definitely think they could win some games, but yeah, they might get, you know, they, they just don't, they don't have the ability to go into a shootout with the team. And as you know, we've seen in years past, the NFL offenses every year get better and better and improve. But who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe C.J. Stroud. You know, I certainly think C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young on the Panthers, I do think there'll be competition for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Although I like the Panthers roster a bit more than the Texans, I do think he could make some competition for that, um, who the best rookie quarterback is. And then uh, for the AFC North, I got the Steelers. Yeah, it's going to come down to I think, the Browns or the Steelers. 
I've been hearing good things out of both camps, but yeah, I just think Deshaun Watson with essentially a full training camp with that team and, you know, the weapons that they got, even the defense, one could argue the Steelers roster is better than the Browns, but I I just, I got to go with the quarterbacks, you know, here. Yeah, there's obviously thoughts of Kenny Pickett improving this year, but I just think Deshaun Watson with the full training camp. I mean, when he was with the Texans and healthy, this guy was a top five quarterback in the league. And yeah, I think he can definitely help with that. But nonetheless, the Steelers could surprise us. Not to make a playoff spot, definitely. Um, sure, maybe for competition for the wild card, but yeah, they're not going to make it in by the end of the year. And then the AFC West, I got the Raiders. Yeah, another another hard division as well. But yeah, I'm just not sold. I mean, who knows? Jimmy G could come out here and win like he's always been doing. Um, you know, one of the winningest uh, quarterbacks in the league since he's come into the league. But yeah, I'm just not sold on that. That defense, I mean, has been bad for quite a long time as when Derek Carr was there, they had the most comeback wins just based off of the fact that they would get down, you know, so often. Uh, but then AFC East, I got the Pats. Um, like I said, tough division. But yeah, I just can't see Mac Jones making a leap. And, you know, who knows? If they have a bad year, they might move off of Jones. So we'll see what happens. Um, but let's get to the top five surprises. So teams that will kind of go above and beyond expectations. Doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs. Some of these teams, you know, me and Ishii think will make the playoffs. Um, but I'm going to start first. So five, I got the Bucks. Uh, like I said, you know, many people are picking this team to be last in the league. But I do think they'll pick up some like um, upset wins. And like we saw when Baker played for the Rams in that one game, you know, he's still a decent quarterback. I mean, yeah, he had the one good year with the Browns and then obviously a lot of bad years. But with that offense that he has, arguably better than the offense that he had with the Browns, I think that, yeah, he could definitely make some noise. I'm not saying playoffs or anything. That would be crazy. Uh, number four, I got the Falcons. Um, so obviously drafting Bijan Robinson. Both me and Ishu are stoked for that. Obviously, Desmond Ritter, he has not had a good training camp with the looks of it based off some of the highlights and Seems like they're hiding some highlights of him. Shout out to Bresden, who we had on uh, the podcast. He released kind of a uh, Ritter Through It, a, uh, a song that, I mean, is blowing up <laughs> on Twitter. Like, so many people are, like, retweeting. Yes, sir. Yeah, shout out to Bresden. And, yeah, when, we, when he came on the podcast, we talked about, you know, his love for sports and always, you know, putting it into his music. Uh, three, I got the Commanders. So I do think, you know, with Eric Biemi, Sam Howell, I do think they can win some games here and there. I picked them above like five wins, I think. Wouldn't be shocked if they get, go seven and 10 or, you know, six and 11. But um, yeah, I do think that they could make some noise and potentially, you know, get a win from the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys in their division. Two, I got the Lions. So yeah, we'll get to uh, playoff predictions. But yeah, just the way they played last year, you know, obviously there's questions about Jared Goff, although he had a pretty good year, one of his best last year. But I love Dan Campbell, the head coach. Um, I think he's one of the best head coaches in the league, even though they were bad in like his first year. I mean, they had a horrible roster, but what he's been able to do, you know, since that um, is definitely incredible. And then number one, I got the Jags. So obviously a lot of people are picking the Jags to win the division. But like I said, I do think they can make some noise in the playoffs, you know, and they almost did, you know, winning that wild card game. But I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be in the MVP conversation just based off, you know, the record that they have and winning the division. 
And like, I mean, we're not talking about the, like the entire top hundred list, but he's not even in the top hundred, which is, I mean, insane that I, I don't even understand. I don't even want to go through the list because I mean, 60 through a hundred, there's some players that should not, should not be on that list. Um, but issue, I'm going to pass it off to you. So who are your surprises, top five surprises in the NFL for this year? Yeah, at the five spot, I put the Saints. You know, they are in a bad division. I'm excited to see what the roster can do. They're not, it's not a perfect roster, not at all. But I'm excited to see what uh, Kamara and, you know, Thomas and, and a lot of the pieces they got, what they could, you know, potentially do if they, you know, surprise us. Um, Before I got the Commanders, being at my family, like a little bit of family that lives in, like, Virginia. So I know a lot of Commanders fans are out there. I'm excited to see what they do as well. Three, I got the Bears. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Justin Fields could do. I don't think he'll make a crazy leap, but I do think he'll make those improvements. Two, I got the, the Jaguars. I got like pretty much everything we've been saying this whole episode about the Jaguars. Like I feel like they're gonna do some they're gonna surprise us this season. I'm not sure if I I think they'll contend that deep in the playoffs, but I do think they'll get they can definitely get past the first few rounds if everything is looking right. And so far everything is looking good. I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, at number one, I got the Falcons. They got a lot of young pieces, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the Falcons do. Um, they got a chance to really surprise us in that division, to be honest with you. And they got B. John Robinson, who's one of my favorite rookies coming in this recent draft class. I'm excited to see what they could do with the offense. They got um some pieces at wide receiver. I don't know the names by heart right now, and I think that young team is gonna surprise us. So it's the only way up for the Atlanta Falcons is up. Yeah, certainly excited to see the Falcons as well. Drake London, you know, their wide receiver, and then Kyle Pitts. You know, I think this is potentially a breakout year for him. In fantasy, um, especially, we'll get to fantasy. But now we're going to get to predictions uh, for each of the divisions. So we're going to start with the AFC. AFC East, I got the Bills. Yeah, I think it's going to be very tight. Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. But I think just with the experience of the Bills, Sean McDermott, their coach, you know, they've been here before. I think it'll be tight down the wire, but I think they'll be able to pull it off um, in the end. And then I got the Chiefs winning their division over the uh, Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers. I do think, yes, it will be close with the Chargers at the beginning, but I think the Chiefs will definitely run away with this by the end. And then I got the Bengals as well. Yeah, I am worried, you know, with... Joe Burrow's health issues, because what I've been hearing out of the Ravens camp is, you know, they're ready to go this year. They're ready to make a big leap. I've even heard Super Bowl thoughts for the Ravens. But I just think with the personnel that they got on offense, it's going to be hard. You know, we've seen the Ravens been in shootouts, but I think it's going to be hard for them to win, you know, both games against the Bengals, even the Browns and the Steelers in their division. Uh, So that's why I got the Bengals there. And then I got the Jags as well. I mean, we've been speaking about the Jags quite a bit. Yeah, I do, I do think they'll run away with this division. Uh, but Issue, who are your division winners in the AFC? Yeah, we, have the, we got the same list. Bengals, Bills, Jags, Chiefs. I just think all those teams have like the highest chances of, of coming out of their divisions, um, the top dog. And come playoff time, I think these teams are going to definitely contend. Who knows how deep, but yeah, pretty much uh, same list. And I just think they're going to be the ones to beat in their division, basically. And, but they got some competition, though. That's the thing. There's a lot of competition, though. Okay, and then moving on to the wildcard teams in the AFC. Uh, so I got, so obviously three wildcards. They added one a few years ago. Um, so I got the Jets, Chargers, and Ravens. 
you know, like I said, obviously a lot of people have, I mean, the Dolphins over the Jets. I do think Tua's health is a question. And like I said, teams kind of copying that offensive philosophy that they have in Miami. Yeah, I do think the defense is going to be up there, but I think it's going to be pretty hard for them to compete, you know, with these, you know, three other teams. But yeah, I got the Chargers as well. I think they'll be up there competing for the division. And then, yeah, it was essentially Ravens or Dolphins. And I, I have to go with the Ravens just with the bringing Odell over. Dobbins is healthy. And I think this is Lamar's year to really prove to the league um, that he's worth the money that he got in the offseason. I think we could even see a potential another MVP year from him. But yeah, Issue, what are your wildcard teams for the AFC? Yeah, my wildcard teams for the AFC are the Jets. Chargers, I think those teams are gonna uh, are gonna be gunning for a top spot. And similar, like you said, Ravens and Dolphins. I put the Dolphins, and that's like completely reliant on Tua's health. Because if Tua's healthy and with all the weapons they got, you got Tyreek Hill, who some think could be Offensive Player of the Year or even like MVP. They could do some things, but could be up or down. Okay, and then for the NFC, so I'm gonna start with my division winners. So Eagles, 49ers, Lions, uh, and Saints. I put the Saints here. I think they're going to be competing with the Panthers and maybe even the Falcons. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, I think they're going to be competing with the Fal- uh, Panthers the whole year. But, I mean, I do think they'll get bounced first game that they play. But the Panthers could very well win this division. Who knows? And then, yeah, for the Lions, I think it's going to be close with the Vikings. But, yeah, I think the Vikings, you know, they won the most, like, one-score games last year. I do think losing Adam Thielen, um, that's going to be a big factor on their team. And yeah, Kirk Cousins is a good, he, he's above average NFL quarterback for sure. But I do think some of those mistakes that he didn't make last year and made in years past is going to creep into this year. And yeah, I'm not so sold on defense and losing, I forgot to say, Delvin Cook. Like, I think that's a huge, huge loss. I mean, I don't know what they were doing waving him. Because it wasn't like they signed anyone to replace him. And I get it. Maybe they thought they were paying him too much money. But he's been healthy in years past. I mean, obviously, he had some injury concerns early in his career. But I think that was a big mistake because that allowed Kirk Cousins to, you know, look better than he really is in, in a lot of those games throughout the year. And then, yeah, 49ers, I think they will run away with this division. I think, yeah, the Seahawks and Rams are essentially their only competition. Cardinals not even in there. But, I mean, like I said at the beginning, this is like one of the best rosters in the league. Barring injuries, they should run away with that division just like they did last year. But Issue, who are your division winners for the NFC? Yeah, my division for the NFC, I got the Saints. And for the next one, I got the Bears. But it also could, I think, the Lions as well. And pretty much like everything you said about the Vikings, like Kirk Cousins and his mistakes, they have Justin Jefferson, but it's not enough. And... Uh, yeah, letting go of, you know, Cook is definitely going to hurt them as well. Next, I got the 49ers. I think they'll they'll probably win their division. Pretty much everything we talked about with players being able to step up when some get injured. And the team is really stacked. And at the next spot, I got the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the team to beat in their division. Jalen Hurts, one of my favorite quarterbacks that I've seen. And I think, you know, they're going to be the ones to beat in their division. And I'm excited to see what they do and if they'll make another Super Bowl run because it'll be exciting for me, honestly. All right. So on to our wildcard teams for the NFC. Yeah, this was certainly a hard list for me to put together. Obviously, I think the Cowboys are going to be there. I think they certainly could compete with the Eagles for the division title. 
but their rosters are just not on the same level. I mean, obviously, we've talked about the Cowboys' elite defense, but the Eagles is a different type of elite um, in that division. And yeah, there's questions, always questions about Dak and whether he can perform and also stay healthy. I got the Vikings in there. I do think, yeah, they'll be good enough to make the wild card. Yeah, the other team I got is the Seahawks. I just think with, you know, the way they played last year, obviously there's, you know, thoughts that Geno Smith is going to regress, but I still think with the roster that he has and that defense, you know, Pete Carroll's defense has always been very stout and one of the most elite in the league. I do think they're going to be able to win some games. I wanted to put the Giants in there, but yeah, the the Giants' schedule to start the year is very hard. And, you know, they essentially need Daniel Jones to be perfect in all those games to start the year to compete as the second half of the schedule is definitely weaker. They could definitely make a run. But if they're playing down in that division and down in that wild card um, rankings, it's going to be very hard for them to make it as they essentially have to be completely healthy. Like I do like their coach, Brian Dable. I think he's done some great things for that organization, but I think it's going to be very hard. I do think they're going to be cracking, knocking at the door of the wild card team. So it wouldn't surprise me if they make it over the Seahawks or Vikings. Yeah, I'm just not so confident of putting them over the Cowboys, you know, just in years past. Uh, but issue, who are your wild card teams for the NFC? Yeah, my uh, wild cards for the NFC. I got the the Vikings. I got the the Giants. I need my Giants to do something. Hopefully they can. But yeah, it's gonna be tough. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be keeping hope alive. And uh, yeah, next I got the Cowboys. All right. So now we're gonna move on to um, some award predictions. Uh, so we're gonna start with MVP. Like I said before, I think Joe Burrow. This is gonna be his year to be, I think, in the front line of MVP rankings, obviously, question mark. But I think it's going to come down to him, Lamar, Holmes, and Jalen Hurts. If the Eagles had an easier schedule, and, I mean, going to the Super Bowl and being one of the best teams in the league basically guarantees you a hard schedule. But I do think they can make some noise, even though they're having a hard schedule. Mahomes, obviously Mahomes is going to be there every year. I do think we could see one of the best offensive years from him. I mean, that's hard to say because he's had some of the best offensive years for any quarterback ever. And then Lamar, um, obviously with the additions on the offense that we've talked about, and I do think he has something to prove. Um, A lot of people are picking him, you know, for early season MVP. And I certainly could see them winning the division over the Bengals. Um, It's just hard for me to predict that. Just with the way Burrow has played in the playoffs, you know, the last few years, making it to the Super Bowl, obviously, a few years ago. Uh, so those are my kind of four front runners. If I had to rank them, I would go Burrow, Mahomes, Lamar, and that's. Um, but issue, who are your who are your front one front runners uh, for the MVP this year? My front runner for the MVP, and it could be any of these four. And these are just some some names that I think are gonna um be in that race. Uh, I got Josh Allen, and this is unranked for me. I got Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, and Herbert. Yeah. Okay, so now to Offensive Player of the Year. So I think this is going to come down to Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey. If McCaffrey stays healthy and, you know, he's been performing to, you know, how he's been performing when he's healthy in his career, I think he'll run away with this. But I do think, you know, barring also to his health, like for Tyree Kill. I do think Tyreek could very well lead the league in receiving yards. Still elite wide receiver, and that offense that we spoke of, you know, before is is very elite. Um, so I think those are my front runners. And then issue, who do you have as your front runners for offensive player of the year? 
Yeah, my two front runners are Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I think that they're going to have some offensive years. Jamar Chase, I put him at my number one because I think considering Joe Burrow's in the MVP conversation for this year, I think that the sky's the limit for this team. And I think Jamar Chase is going to have his time to shine and, and really get those yards up there and stuff. But I also put Justin Jefferson. I like his game and I think he he's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. So I could see him having a good offensive year. But you could put an asterisk on that based on where we think the Vikings will go this year in the playoffs. So I could see a world where the Vikings surprise us and Justin Jefferson could be in the offensive player of the year conversation. But I could also see a world where they, you know, are one of the disappointing teams in the league and maybe it goes to, you know, someone else. Okay. And now to defense player of the year. So I got kind of, yeah, two players that I see as the front runners. Sauce Gardner, obviously we spoke of from the Jets. Uh, defensive rookie of the year last year and then I also have Micah Parsons in there for Sauce Gardner I think yeah he even got votes for defensive player of the year if I'm not mistaken but yeah I just think if this defense is a lead again and he holds the numbers that he still does I think he'll definitely have opportunities to get more interceptions but I mean arguably last year he had the best essential stats for any cornerback in the league and I think that will hold over and if they do make the playoffs I mean he has to be in the conversation and then Micah Parsons, obviously. Yeah, he was in the top three for last year, and I think he's going to have an improvement. Certainly think the sacks could increase, interceptions, fumble recoveries, but I, I think he has something to prove this year too. So yeah, if the, the Cowboys have elite defense and they are in the playoffs at the end of the year, I think those will, him and obviously Sauce Gardner, both teams are in the playoffs. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely a big factor. They have to kind of be in the playoffs by the end of the year. But, uh, but Ish, why don't you talk about Micah Parsons as you also have as your front runner for Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, I pretty much has him, have him as the front runner because I think the sack totals are going to increase chasing that superstar status. And from the looks of it, he's dominating in training camp. So it's nothing but good signs right now. And just, the sky's the limit for Micah Parsons to really dominate on the defensive side of the ball and help the, the Cowboys. But, you know, the Cowboys got to win games as well for him to be able to prevail. So... I'm excited to see what the Cowboys do on the defensive side of the ball. And I think Micah Parsons is like, yeah, he's my front runner as well. And yeah, I can see a world where Sauce Gardner wins it as well. Arguably two of my favorite defenses coming into this uh, next NFL season. So I'm excited to see what we do. But I, I'm going to go with Micah Parsons, man, because he, I, I, I like it. I like what I'm seeing from him. And I think the Cowboys are going to do some interesting things with him. So it's going to be exciting to see. Okay, so now on to the Rookie Award. So Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, I think a clear front runner is Bijan Robinson for both of us. Obviously, we have to, we can't, you know, discount the quarterback play from Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I mean, yeah, if the Panthers win the division and Bryce Young is legit, I mean, it might be hard not to give it to him. But I just think Bijan Robinson in, in that top five running offense that they had last year for the Falcons, if he stays healthy, I mean, he's going to have one of the best rookie years um, for any run, running back ever. As, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, in the draft uh, preview, you know, this is the best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley. And, I mean, one could argue he might be better on paper. And with just all the weapons that they have, he's going to really get a chance to shine when he does get the ball. And he's going to get the ball a lot, passing and uh, catching the ball as well. But issue, who do you have um, for your offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, me, I have B. John Robinson at the number one spot as well. I think, yeah, like what he's going to be able to do with this uh, Falcons offense, London and and Pitts. And 
I think it's going to be exciting, but like I just do, I, I also do CJ Stroud in there just to, you know, just as a, a backup. I think CJ Stroud, I don't know, that's me putting all my, my faith in him and seeing what he can do with that team. But yeah, B. John Robinson is definitely my number one spot. But if just for like a number two spot, if B. John Robinson wasn't to win it, worst case scenario, I'd say, I don't know, maybe CJ Stroud. Okay. And then on to the defensive rookie of the year. So just based on the odds for it, um, Will Anderson out of the Texans, uh, defensive lineman, he has the highest off to win. Um, Jalen Carter out of the Eagles, he's second. So I think those two, I mean, for Jalen Carter's sake, they have so many defensive linemen, like elite defensive linemen. I think it'll be hard for him to put up the numbers uh, to win this award. I think certainly Will Anderson could run away with this. But my dark horse is Devin Witherspoon, uh, the cornerback that got selected to the Seahawks. Um, like I said, the Seahawks have elite defense. I mean, if people remember the Legion of Boom, you know, it's basically the best secondary, I think anyone could say, in um, the 2010s. Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, you know, to name a few. Richard Sherman, obviously, yeah, I think maybe one defensive player of the year. I can't remember, but he led the league in sack or uh, interceptions, I should say, many years. Um, so I think they could definitely replicate that with Witherspoon. Um, certainly have him as a, a dark horse uh, to win that because if Seahawks make the playoffs, they have a good defense and you know he gets eight interceptions, seven, eight interceptions, I think you're definitely going to have to give it to him, even with the sacks that you know Carter or Will Anderson could get. But yeah, who are your front runners uh, for the defensive rookie of the year? Yeah, my front runners, I got Jalen Carter uh, for the Eagles as well. Um, I also have Will Anderson for the Texans, and I think if I think he, he's gonna do some amazing things on the um defensive side of the ball. But I, I wanted to squeeze somebody different in there, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback for the uh, Patriots. I think um they're gonna um be going with him number one moving forward. So I'm excited to see what he's gonna do on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think the Patriots defense are among the top defenses, but I think he's gonna be a, a great asset to them. And yeah, I don't know if the Patriots are gonna win anything. So I, I could see a world where he don't where he doesn't get it over the other two that we just named, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, but Christian Gonzalez is one of those uh players I wanted to throw in kinda in that middle spot. Okay, and then for the last two awards, we got Coach of the Year and Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, so for me, Dan Campbell, I got the Lions winning the division. Yeah, even if they made it in the wild card, I think you could certainly argue that he beat the coach of the year. But I do think they're going to make that leap this year. And in terms of like competing teams, I mean, one could argue, you know, whoever the, you know, the top five teams, you could give it to one of those coaches. But I think if they make this big leap, and I'm not saying they're going to have the most wins in the league, I think they'll definitely end up 10 and seven, maybe even 11 and six. But I think it's going to be hard not to give it to them being the history of the Lions, them being so bad for so many years. Uh, But issue, who do you got for coach of the year? Yeah, this was hard for me. I didn't really know who, who to go with, but I went with Robert Saleh. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I probably butchered that. Yeah, just with the, the addition of Rodgers, I think that that team is going to make playoffs this year. Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, so I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, and I don't know. We did comeback player of the year yet? Yeah, who do you got for uh, comeback player of the year? Your kind of front runners. Okay, so yeah, so for, for my front runners, I, I definitely got DeMar Hamlin just with everything he's been through. I think he's going to come back, have an amazing year. So to be able to come back from something like that and come back and help his team, I think that's going to be something to, to celebrate. And I think he's definitely, I don't know, it'll be hard for him not to get it this season. But for my other options, I got Tua. If Tua could come back, 
from injury and get back in the groove of things with that Miami Dolphins team. They're going to arguably be one of the best teams in that division. I think they're going to contend in the playoffs if Tua is completely healthy. And next, I got Cooper Cup. I don't know. I just feel like Cooper Cup, when he's healthy, he was one of my favorite wide receivers in the league, and he was doing some crazy things. So I think if he could come back and he's like, to me personally, he's, he's he's in my top ten wide receivers in the league. Healthy, I like what I seen from that Rams team when Cooper Cup was at his highest. So I wanted to just throw him in there. And yeah, those are my comeback players uh, of the year. Yeah. So for me, I also got uh, Demar Hamlin. Yeah, he's definitely the front runner runner in terms of like um, betting per se. And um, you know, he's back in training camp, uh, making plays. I mean, I, I think they have to give it to him. Even if he just played a few games, I mean, to come back from what he came back from is is incredible. But yeah, just like issue, I got two as well, just with the injuries. You know, I think if he's in competition for Offensive Player of the Year, if he has a good year, I think you have to, you know, throw him in there. And then I also got Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think for Wilson's sake and Stafford, I do think they might have to make the playoffs for them to get this award. Yeah, Cooper Cup, I also agree with that. I think certainly that might be a better uh, selection than Stafford if the Rams don't make the playoffs, because I do think Cooper Cup, I mean, if he stays healthy, you know, he, he's a mon- I mean, when he do- wasn't, up until he got injured of last year, he was, you know, still a top five wide receiver. So I think he could definitely be in the running for that. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Like I said, preseason starts August 10th. So in eight days from now, uh, recording this on August 2nd, and then, yeah, the season uh, starts three weeks later um, on uh, September 7th. Lions and Chiefs, the Thursday night game. Uh, but this wraps up our season preview. Next episode, we'll be getting a fantasy uh, preview for you guys, for the fantasy lovers of the Savant Podcast. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Hope you guys enjoyed the NFL season preview. And yeah, throughout the year, we'll definitely, I think similar to last year, I think every four weeks we'll kind of do an episode um if we can we'll try to do an episode every few weeks some weeks there'll be back-to-back episodes of nfl talk um and certainly fantasy discussions throughout the year uh, but issue any last thoughts as we end this nfl season preview yeah uh thank you to the fans of the savant podcast and yeah, it was exciting to do this nfl episode and uh feel free to follow us on the savant podcast instagram and share your predictions i.e standings or awards like we'd love to hear your thoughts on who you think would win certain awards or what teams you think will be surprised on the disappointing this upcoming NFL season? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, hit us up on both of our socials, um, Issue High, Stike Savant. You just search that up on Instagram. Um, you can find us. we got the Savant Podcast Instagram, both of our bios. Um, but additionally, on Spotify, you can actually ask us a question. So I think throughout the year, you know, you can definitely put in your questions on the episodes for whatever you guys want us to talk about. I think opening it up to the fans for this coming NFL season and for all our podcast episodes, I think that's something we want to do more and more and, you know, talk about the things that you guys want us to talk about and break down. Uh, so we'll definitely be doing that going forward. But this is Stike Savant and Issue High uh, signing out uh, for this latest episode on the Small Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace. Season, and I'm feeling like stunts. They hitting on me and my homie Cause our minds not enlightened They mad cause we just got the passion Never slacking or lagging The funny thing is step up to us You know we bought that action But look